0: Good afternoon, I'm Daniel Guest, and Welcome to the Imagine Golf Podcast, brought to you by Imagine Golf and PXG. You can go to our site, imaginegolf.com, and see all of our offerings, including our free drills, our practice plans, our golf ebooks and videos, or to book a lesson with me at our state-of-the-art studio right outside of Philadelphia, or virtually through our partner, golfliveapp.com. And you can sign up for our free tips and videos that go out once a week, every week, by simply dropping us your email. Well, look, it's a uh, it's the day after Christmas. If you're listening to this on time, um, normally we uh, we put these out every Monday, but Monday was Christmas, so I figured um, no one's going to be listening to. Oh, maybe I should have put it out now. I think about it, but this is actually going to go out on Tuesday, so it's the day after Christmas. So uh, hopefully, everyone had a Merry Christmas, man. I know I had a fantastic time, and um, I-, I I hope and pray that you got you did as well. So um, I thought it's a perfect time, man. You know, whenever I get around Nick's company uh, and friends, friends and family, uh, we talk a lot of golf and, uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. And there's always, there's always some funny, either funny stories or funny things that come up or anecdotes or whatever things that come up that, uh, are, are humorous. And, uh, I can almost always use them on the golf, uh, on the podcast, if you would. But one of the things that came up, uh, over the holiday was, uh, bad advice, right? I, I thought it was a great question from a, from a distant relative hey Daniel, we know um, you've given me a lot of good advice over the years he said, but what what are some bad advice? What are some advice I should stay away from And I thought, man, that is a really good question, right And uh, so I put up came up with a list. Um, I think I came up with 10, maybe nine or ten, but uh, look the, <laughs> the list is long man for sure um, and uh, and most of these things uh, that are on the top 10 list anything anyway. Aren't even a thing, right? And I'm going to keep saying that throughout the podcast. They're not even a thing, right? But um, but they're said by a lot of people, man, and, and especially by a lot of people that don't know what they're talking about. Uh, I, I joked in the in the uh, the description of the podcast, dude. Some of them are criminal, meaning that they're they're so far bad and so far wrong that if you just listen to them a little bit, you're going to hurt yourself in regards to your golf swing. And by the way, it may even hurt yourself physically. Uh, definitely hurt yourself mentally because you're not going to be able to play decent golf. So what's the point in that? Right. So, um, but anyway, we're going to, these are in no particular order. I was going to, I was trying to rank them when I was preparing for the podcast. And and some of them are so bad, you know, that uh, how do you rank them? Right. They're, you know one, one is one is horrific and one is atrocious and 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 one is uh you know totally counterintuitive to uh, or counter to what uh the truth really is right not counterintuitive right but you get the point so uh so there are no particular order and i guarantee you've heard them all in some some shape or form or some version if you want so without any further ado man the, the first one is uh keep your head down right or the proverbial you know, you, you picked your head up daniel right and and what's funny about this one is and by the way now I think about a lot of these but this one in particular you know you you got a hundred yards you know uh you're dead center of the fairway you just crushed a drive you got a hundred yards to the the pin you 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 pull out your your pitching wedge and you stick it within five feet right and it was a phenomenal shot your partners are you know playing partners are looking at you with with uh you know glee if you would and they're like hey Man, that was an awesome shot. You really kept your head down. <laughs> Said no one, right? They never, ever say that um, when you hit a good shot. They only say it when you hit a bad shot. And you know that, right? You're, you're up primarily on the tee box. I should say, especially on the tee box, right? You, you, you're up there, you, you, you do your thing, you do your pre-shot routine, whatever you're doing. You get up there, uh, the whole dog legs to the left, and you, uh, you slice it to the right. And you, they could see the frustration in your eyes and your your mannerisms, and you know you, you make eye contact with the playing partner. And what do they say? Oh man, you you picked your head up, and <laughs> no, it's just again, it's not a thing, man. Right? You uh, you've got to keep your head up, not head down, head up, right? So Hank Haney does a perfect example. It's all over the internet, right? It made probably famous, maybe I don't know, five years ago, but. He takes a picture of himself at the top of his backswing, right? And his head is down and his chin is on his chest, if you would, right? Focus, laser focused on the golf ball. And then he does what's supposed, what's supposed to happen in the backswing where his head is up, his chin is off his chest, his head is forward, but his eyes are down looking at the ball, right? So two different things, right? Eyes looking down and head down are two different things. So if you... If you don't let your head come up through a golf swing, you restrict your movement. And just when you said it out loud, you know, you can't have restrict your movement, uh, in the sentence of a good golf swing. It just doesn't happen. So, um, we're joking a lot today with these bad advices, but with this bad advice, I mean, but, um, you gotta, gotta let your head be natural in the golf swing, right? So it's not even a thing. If a golf instructor is telling you, oh, you picked your head up you know, uh, run, all right, <laughs> get your money back and run. And when your friends and playing partners, uh, tell it to you, don't, don't, don't even, you know, don't even let it happen, you know, get in your head if you would, for lack of a better, right. Just in one ear out the other, because it's not a thing. All right. Number two, don't lift your lead foot for a right-handed golfer. That's your left foot. Don't, don't lift your, your, your left foot. All right. What, what kind of advice? And, and by the way, no one ever says why, right. But just, just don't do it. All right. So there, there are thousands of professional golfers, uh, pre, both previous and present, um, that lift their lead foot, right, or move their lead foot. I mean, it's just it's, it's nonsense, right? So um, I, I think what people mean is, is like, look, if you pick up your left foot or your lead foot and or you push off of your lead foot and it causes you to sway, as an example, or something like that. Or causes some uh, disruption in the sequencing of your swing, right? Or the weight transfer in your swing, then yeah, that that could that could be a problem. But ninety nine times out of a hundred, um, and and even more than that, right? Um, lifting your le- left foot or your lead foot in an effort to turn more or rotate more or whatever adjective you want or anything more is not not a bad thing right so um don't even worry about it and this is one that goes back a long long way right um i remember taking lessons 45 plus some years ago man and and, uh if you lifted your your lead foot man the instructor would spend half the time just trying to get you to keep that foot down right what a waste of time energy and money that was now i think about it right but uh it's not a thing don't worry about it number three keep your lead arm or left arm straight oh my god this one this one's a personal pet peeve of mine because I had an instructor when I was younger. That's, that's all he talked about. All he talked about was keeping that lead arm straight, keeping that lead arm straight. And do a lot of good golfers keep their lead arm straight? They do, all right? But um, I got to tell you, man, I just got done uh, taking a personal lesson with uh, with Hank Haney himself. Spent a bunch of hours with him in this uh, studio in Chicago. In fact, we even have a, a whole podcast on it. But um, one of the things he talked about was the lead arm. And when he moved me around in, in my new swing, if you would, from my old swing, one of the first things I noticed was my lead arm was bent more in his version of what he thought my swing should be versus what I thought my swing should be. And you know, Hank's in the World Golf Teachers Hall of Fame for crying out loud. Taught the uh, the arguably the best player in the world at the best time in his career ever. Um, I, I think I should probably listen to him. <laughs> so, uh, but I did question. I'm like, hey, Hank, look, man. My, uh, my left arm feels like it's bent a lot more than, than, uh, what it used to be. And it's like, Daniel, it is. I'm like, you know, is that, uh, is that going to be a problem? And it's like, no, look, as long as your arm straightens at impact or gets back to where it was at, um, at your stance, right? Then, uh, you're going to be fine. So style points aside, uh, it, it really doesn't matter. And I got to tell you, after a couple hours with him, I'm hitting the ball 20 yards further, right? 20 yards, not with my driver, uh, 20 yards with every club. So personal testament, uh, and it's just not even a thing. So keeping your lead arm straight is not nearly as important as people uh, uh, say it is, and it's certainly not the reason for um, a bad shot or a poor uh, uh, golf uh, game, if you would, all right? Number four, this one cracks me up too, man. Um, finish through your swing, finish through, or finish more, finish bigger, wh- whatever. Look, th- and th- I think this is one of those ones where the uh, the amateur is looking at uh, a golf swing, so the the non golf instructor, um, uh, the regular Joe, is looking at someone's swing, and they're comparing it to what they see on television all the time, and it doesn't look the same, so. Um, they say to their friend or or you know playing partner hey man you got you got to finish more right in an effort to look more like you know Royal McElroy swing or whatever or you know Dustin Johnson swing or whatever so here's the problem with finishing through your swing from an amateur level right let's just say you're like 80% or 90% of those out there and you slice the ball right which the only reason you slice the ball right is the face is open relative to the swing path right So the face is open. The swing path is a swing path. And now you're going to continue that swing path a little bit further through the golf ball. So in other words, you're going to hold your hands a little bit longer through the golf swing. And just when you say that out loud, you probably know what's going to happen, right? You're going to slice it more. You're going to open the face just a little bit more and the ball is going to go further and further to the right, right? If you're a right handed golfer. So. It's just bad advice, and it's not even real advice. So um, it's not a thing either, so uh, don't worry about it. Do do you need to finish your golf swing? You do. Should the finish be more of a natural byproduct of your golf swing? It should. So finishing through the ball bigger is not not a fix uh, for anything, and likely it's going to be a negative, if you would. So number five, this one always cracked me up, man. Um, hit down on the ball. Right? Hit down on the ball to make the ball go up. I just heard the other day. Hit da- think about this. Hit down on the ball to make the ball go up. <laughs> so, so look, um, hitting down on the ball is a natural byproduct of a golf swing, right? So because you're picking the club up above the ball and you're swinging down. So you're going to hit down on the golf ball every time. You're not going to make consistent contact every time. I'll give you that. But you're going to hit down on the ball every single solitary time. Um, but hitting down on the ball by nature or sheer physics is not what causes a ball to go up. What causes the ball to go up are really only two things spin and loft. That's what makes a ball fly spin and loft, right? So you would better be, you'd be better off worrying about your contact. And where you're striking the ball within the club face, right? In the center of the club face, you know, uh, high on the club face, low on the club, whatever, than you ever would be just hitting down on the ball, right? So, you know, and, and again, if you just apply it to the average golfer, right? You know, about 30% of all golfers um, top the ball significantly. That's their big miss, right? They top the ball. So they're only hitting a third, maybe half of the golf ball. Well, if you're going to start hitting de- your, you know, your swing is such your swing your swing path and your golf swing is such that you're only hitting a third of the golf ball, and now you're going to try to hit down on that sa- with that same poor swing. Just so, again, I'm a big fan of saying things out loud. When you say it out loud, it's not going to work, right? So hitting down on the golf ball is not going to fix a single solitary thing. All right, it's not going to happen. And especially <laughs> if you're like those other 30% that hit behind the ball. Again, just say that out loud. You hit behind the ball, so now you're going to start swinging down on the ball a little bit more. Man, you're going to be chili dipping everything, which is taking a big, giant, huge dip it, right? Um, so it, it, it's not a thing. Um, stop saying it and stop – more importantly, you're probably not saying it as much, but stop listening to it if your friends and relatives are saying that to you. Um, number six, let the club do the work. And I, I look. I've been, by the way, I've been guilty of saying a couple of these <laughs> right? at, at different times. Usually after a couple of cocktails, but uh, you know. But uh, I, I certainly, in my early years, uh, especially in my high school, I remember uh, uh, a couple different times, right, saying this to playing partners and, and teammates, if you would, you know, uh, you know, let the club do the work, right, um, or you know, uh, swing with your body is is another you know common thing. Look. You <laughs> there is the golf swing is a sequence of body movements right so when you say that right yes your body is part of it but the sequence is more important than just swinging with your body if you just swing with your body and don't get your hands and arms involved you're not going to have much of a golf swing you're certainly not going to have much of a golf game right so you know it it again, it it just doesn't make any sense, right? The sequencing that we're looking for is hands, arms, shoulders, hips. And then on the way down, we were reversing that order, hips, shoulders, arms, hands, right? So is your body involved in getting that sequence going? Absolutely. Is it important to rotate your body through behind the golf ball and through the golf ball? Absolutely. But, you know, get your body more into it. It's, it's, I, I don't even, you know, let the club do the work. I, in, in hindsight, I don't even know what that even means, right? So, again, you know, it's, it's not going to fix anything, right? What, if you don't know what something means and you don't know how to apply it, how is it going to fix anything? So, um, it's just bad advice, right? It's not the worst advice, but it's just bad advice. Um, and this, this number seven is another bad advice. You're swinging too fast or you're swinging too hard, right? Look... <laughs> if you're swinging too fast and too hard, and you're and you're hitting the ball a long way, right? Um, more power to you! <laughs> All right. No, no one ever said out there on the golf course or you know on the driving, hey man, you're you're hitting that too far, right? Your your uh, your 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 drive is going way too far. That that, that nine iron that you just hit 180 yards. That, that's way too far, man. Right? <laughs> said no one, right? Um, and, and it touches on what we just got done saying, right? It, it's more about sequencing, right? So is, are your hands and, and, and arms in front of the rest of your body? Um, yes. The, will that look like you're swinging too fast? Probably, but that doesn't mean it's good advice, right? So, um, this one is all about, you know, the sequencing, if you would, but swinging too hard and too fast, um, said no one, right? So, um, you, you Look, <laughs> Tiger's dad Earl said it the best. Tiger, you, want, you swing as hard as you want. This is when he was a kid, by the way. As hard as you want and better yet, as hard as you can. And the only caveat he said to Tiger was as long as you're in control, right? So if you're swinging so hard and fast that you're out of control, then you know what? Then that might be some good advice, right? But that's not the problem right? Typically that's not the problem in someone's golf swing. So you've got to swing hard. You've got to swing fast, um, to play your best golf, right? I'm 58 years old. And if my swing speed is 50, right? 50 miles per hour, I'm not going to play my best golf. I assure you, right? If my ball speed is 80, all right? Uh, with my driver, uh, it's not going to go 250 plus yards. So I can't play my best golf. So you've got to swing hard and we've got to swing fast. But we got to do it in control and it's got to be sequenced. And 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 there's the rub. Most people that are giving you this advice don't even know what the sequencing is supposed to be. Don't know what your golf swing is gonna supposed to look like. And it's just to their in their eye, their mind's eye, uh it just looked fast. So they're giving you, you know, this uh this tidbit of advice, if you would. So don't listen to it. It it's not a thing. Number eight, this one applies to putting. Um, straight back and straight through, man, I, I freaking hate this one (laughs) straight, straight back and straight through. Um, just again, when you say that out loud, that would assume that your body moves like a pendulum, right? Straight back and straight through, but you're standing on one side of the ball. So if you're standing on one side of the ball, your body cannot act like a pendulum. It just can't naturally. It can't. So there's always some type of arc in your golf swing or your putting stroke. Always. So straight back and straight through is just ridiculous. Ridiculous, all right? Now you can say to someone, "Hey man, you know, that putter's that putter blade's coming way too far on the inside or, you know, it's at, at impact it's it's going, you know, to you know, for a right-hander, it's going to the right and not back on the arc that it is supposed to." I, mean, I get all that. But that's not the advice you get on the putting green right? It's straight back and straight through. And nothing is more, I shouldn't say nothing. It it is very damaging, right? To a natural putting stroke. And most people have some kind of natural putting stroke within them. They don't even know it, but straight back and straight through is not natural. So it's bad advice, right? And borderline criminal, it's horrible advice, right? (laughs) So just, just don't do it. We have a whole, whole podcast on, on putting and, and, you know, guarantee. I think the title was, you know, listen to this, or we'll make you a better putter by the end of this lesson or end of this podcast. Guaranteed. Uh, it's a real thing. We give we we give an incredible putting lesson, and just some of the things that we go over for the most amateurs are like light bulbs going off left and right in their head. So um, but straight back and state straight through is horrible advice. All right. Number nine, we're getting there. Number nine. <laughs> Don't let your head move, right? So um, I, I blame the media for this, and and some and when I say media, um, you know some of the publications that are you know, Golf Digest comes to mind. I, I remember seeing a um, a article about Rory and um, how his head doesn't move at all through a golf swing, and it it dude, it is amazing. Adam Scott similar, right? Um, but getting back to something I said a long time ago, maybe, you know, I probably say it in every podcast, the guys and girls that you watch on television are the uber professionals, right? They are the best of the best. And they each have their own style and they have each have worked on their craft for hundreds of thousands of hours, millions of golf shots. So if Rory doesn't move his head and that's his thing, um, more power to him but i got news for you there's a million golfers on tour that do move their head right? so um and by the way uh no one listening to this podcast is a professional golfer right so well maybe they are who knows but you get the idea right so um if you're going to focus on not moving your head i assure you your golf swing's going to suffer right? <laughs> i assure you it's going to suffer so it's not a thing stop it don't even listen to it if again if a, if a, if a coach right if a coach says that uh, disregard it and uh, stop and put your headphones in next time you're uh you're taking a lesson or whatever no seriously though um, it's not a thing and um, don't listen to anybody that says don't move your head and then the last one um, the, I actually <laughs> I was at one of our facilities one time and it was the it was a a cute sight, man. I absolutely love um parents teaching kids to play golf, right? Um, because it's the, the next generation, if you would, of the game, right? And just selfishly, uh I uh I I love seeing um the opportunity for a dad, a mom um playing with their son or daughter. Think about it, they get to spend four or five hours um outside, usually without a phone, and that's a big thing anymore, trying to get a phone away from a kid for four or five hours. But um spend some real quality time and in a day and age where that's that's hard to find anymore. I I have a real soft spot for that when I see that. Um, But I roll up to this actually we're standing in the bay right next to me. And 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 this happens all the time. My wife goes crazy over it. But um the dad is like listening to the lesson that I'm giving, right? (laughs) So basically getting a, a free lesson, you know. Um, although it's not probably not applicable to his daughter now that I think about it, but you get the idea, right? So he's, there's, there's like five bays open and he picks the bay right next to me, which I don't even care. It doesn't bother me at all, but, um, but he's listening and I happen to like step back and I'm watching my student take a shot and he's getting in close with his daughter and I hear him say, um, all right, you know, honey, Mary, whatever the daughter's name was. Um, the, the goal is to hit the ground first and then the ball second and I was like holy shit this girl this girl's doomed right (laughs) think about that hit the ground first and ball second right and and, and and again I I think it was in he meant well of course right I think what he meant to say was like you know get the club in a position that it's you know uh, just brushing the turf if you would on the on the range mat if you would but that's not what he said, right? And you know, kids, right? This girl was probably like six, seven, maybe eight years old, right? Uh, kids take everything their parents say literally. So I thought, oh, God, Daniel, you, you need to go in there and and uh, and interrupt this uh, father-daughter lesson, if you would. But I didn't. But um, look, I, I've heard it a thousand times before, you know? Um, it's just horrific that that's criminal advice, right? We are not trying to hit the ground first. We're trying to hit the ball first ground second, right? If you, if you look at the proper divot sequence, right? It's ball contact first. And then the shallow point of the club is actually below the ball. And after impact, because it's below the ball, it takes a piece of grass with it. All right. Or a bunch of turf with it. So, um it, it's just it was just horrible advice and and again it's not the only time i hear it i, I hear it all the time right so um so there's your top 10 list right i, I know you've heard some of them, if not all of them um just a quick recap number one uh keep your head down number two um don't let your left foot come up or your lead foot come up number three keep your lead arm or your left arm straight number four finish through the swing number five hit down on the ball to hit better shots Number six, swing with your body or let the club do the work. Number seven, hey, man, you're swinging too fast or too hard. Number eight, uh, regarding the putter, straight back and straight through. Um, Number nine, don't let your head move at all. And number 10, ground first, ball second. And uh, if you just uh, knock one of those off your list for 2024 (laughs) that you're not going to listen to, you're going to play better golf. All right. So uh, look, that's all I have today. Um, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to hit the follow button on wherever you're getting your podcast. Uh, we're on all the uh, the formats, if you would. Uh, be sure to check out our site, imagine.golf.com, and you can follow us on all the social media platforms, including YouTube. We're on them all. And as always, here's to getting you the game that you've always imagined.